Cairo Radio was paid a fee to air the following program. All information discussed on the following program is for general information purposes only and does not constitute legal advice or create an attorney-client relationship. Prior to acting on any legal matter, you should seek legal advice from a qualified legal attorney who can evaluate your situation and advise you accordingly. Welcome to Your Partner in Law on Seattle's Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH. Your Partner in Law is brought to you in part by the law firm Gregorick & Associates PLLC. Charting your course to a secure future. Your Partner in Law starts now. Here's your host, Rick Gregorick. All righty, folks. Welcome to this week's edition of Your Partner in Law. We're doing the show a little differently this week, uh, practicing social distancing. And uh, so we have uh, prepared the show today for you remotely from our office in Kirkland. How about that? So uh, we're coming to you from Kirkland. Uh, We won't be taking any calls today. Um, Apparently, the phone lines can uh, transmit the COVID virus as well. Uh, probably not. But anyhow, we're going to uh, we're going to be talking today about the COVID-19. And this is from the lawyer's perspective. I mean, we've certainly been hearing from the doctors and the politicians and everything. And I think we should all make sure we're taking heed as to what we all should be doing in practicing social distancing and not having large meeting groups and really protecting ourselves. But also in protecting ourselves, we're helping each other and we're helping everyone else. And I think that's one of the really strong messages that our leaders are trying to put out at the local, state, and federal level, that we want to uh, do all these things. Now, amid all this, most of the law firms uh, that are serving people with personal needs, state planning, elder law, special needs planning, um, all these types of things are going to be in, you know, somewhat critical crisis proportions almost. And so from the lawyer's point of view, we're going to talk to you today a little bit about what you should be thinking about relative to your estate plan or elder planning, whichever you may have, or if you don't have a plan, what you should be doing about it. We're going to have a lot of issues come up. We're going to have hospitals very, very busy, as uh, we all know, whether they will be overrun. I'm, I'm going to remain optimistic that we're going to handle this, but it's not going to be anything that is handled with a great deal of um, pleasure. I think we're all going to have to feel the um, the pain on this, but uh, if we can maintain our health during that, um, I think we're going to be better off. We've certainly all got a lot of worries on the finances. The stock market's been ravaged this past couple weeks, and we're seeing the number of cases um, grow on a almost hourly basis now um, with all the new testing that's going on and what's happening. So as our leaders have predicted, it's going to get darker before the dawn. But uh, we hope that we're going to get a dawn sooner and we will um, get ahead of this um, virus a little bit. I've asked uh, my associate, uh, Attorney Ted Hansen, from the office to join me uh, today. And uh, Ted, as we've talked about many times before, um, many among his duties uh, as uh, at the law firm is Ted heads up our special needs and elder law planning areas and we've had some conversations ted on just how serious this is for it really our practices population as a state planning typically is people between 55 and 80 85 that are doing their planning so it's certainly within that target group of people that are more vulnerable but you know remember that we're all vulnerable children millennials boomers xers none of us have a a pass on this and so we need to make sure that we're all heeding all the rules ted you and i were discussing a little bit about this impact on seniors and one of the ways that you know we can help uh, in setting their minds at ease making sure their legal documents are up to date and current and the right um, folks in place well, that's absolutely true, and in, in these times, I, I do believe that it's important, like I said, to take uh, take special precautions when it comes to these more vulnerable populations, and particularly these elderly folks. It's not uncommon for me in my day-to-day practice to go out and visit people in these various homes or hospitals and the like, and that obviously has gotten curtailed quite a bit. But the purpose of today's show really is to uh, have kind of a heightened focus on 
what I consider to be really more important documents than the death document, and by that I mean more important than a will or a trust, and here's why. Because these documents in time of need, they speak for you while you're still alive, while you're here, and without them you don't have a lot of choices. And when you need health care documents to work in a pinch, there really isn't a quick pinch for a quick fix for this. The fix typically, if you don't have these type of documents, is to have some guardianship provision to appoint somebody to make those health care decisions for you, and those things don't happen quickly. So it's incredibly important that you have these documents in place. So today we're going to go through some of the more common ones that we draft in our practice. Not all law firms will do it the same way, but we have a particular focus on these things, and we think it works. And I've never had any clients come to me, Rick, and say that their health care documents didn't work when they needed them, which is critically important. You know, that's really important, Ted, that you know, just the fact that you have a document that purports to be a power of attorney or a living will or a health care directive, just because it has that title on it doesn't mean it's going to work. Yeah. Um, we have to do a little deeper dive And, and boy, it. do they have to work when the time comes. And right. it's absolutely critical. It really is. Um, I wanted to just go ahead and uh, let you know that, uh, you know, Greg, and Associates, law firm there. We are remaining open. We are um, having our staff work remotely as much as possible. We've, uh, we're blessed that we do have that capability. We had that capability before the COVID-19 virus. Uh, we've been uh, able to do this for a number of years now. So um, as far as our ability to provide you with the legal services you need, we're pretty much at uh, near capacity. I said there's a little, you know, there's some restrictions that we're having to deal with. But we are going to be open. You can find us at the web at rjglegal.com. That's R-J-G, like my initials, Richard James Gregorick, R-J-G Gregorick, that's my name. So rjglegal.com, rjglegal.com. And for those of you who prefer the telephone, which is a wonderful tool we still have, and we do still answer it, um, the phone number is area code 425 284-3450. That's 425-284-3450. That'll get you into the law firm. Uh, we are offering for all of our clients, existing clients and new clients alike, um, a free consultation to go over your situation and figure out what you should do, if anything. If your plan is up to date and ready to go and it's and it's good, Great. Let's certify that, and let's make sure. Now, if your plan's got some deficiencies in it, if you read it and you go, who's that person? <laughs> 20 years ago, you know, who's that person? Or they're dead now. I they're get dead. that all the time. And uh, we need to update that. Yeah. Folks, if your powers of attorney, health care directives, living wills, HIPAA documents, if they're over two or three years old, we should probably look at them. There's been some intervening laws over the years that have uh, impacted these areas, and for the most part, They've enhanced them, but you need to have the proper legal documents in place to take advantage of those um, opportunities. And I wanted to mention a little bit here as well about scams. Folks, seniors are the target of so many scams out there every day through the Internet, through the mail, over the telephone. Any time there are vulnerable folks within our environment, they are going to be targeted by scammers. The pandemic, the COVID-19 pandemic is no exception to this. I got it right. COVID-19. There you go. COVID. I keep wanting to say COVID. I don't know why. Maybe because I owned a Corvair when I was young. That's but a the COVID-19 name. pandemic, already in its early stages, um, we're starting to see certain types of investment scams and things pop up. There was a warning put out today um, or this week um, about um, a warning from the FDIC. You know, that's the folks that insure your bank bank savings, and we want uh, to pass that on to you, um, FDIC is not going to contact you. They're not going to send you threatening letters. They're not going to ask you to do anything. That's not the way they work. Um, and the FDIC wanted to let you know that your money is safe. And there's been some folks that have gone down to the bank and they've not been able to get cash out of the ATM machine or get as much cash as they would like. Well, folks, that's because banks only carry a certain amount of cash on hand at any given branch. It's not to say that your money isn't elsewhere, but it's on demand, which is difficult. So don't freak out, folks. Your money is safe. 9-11 showed us our money is safe. The safest place for your money is in an FDIC-insured bank account or in your brokerage accounts. Uh, We didn't lose a penny after 9-11 and the stock market system there was completely annihilated, if you will, but we didn't lose anything. We're not going to lose money that way in this um, 
now economic uh, situation, which I think everybody is afraid to call a recession, certainly looks and feels like one to me. I think what we don't know is how long is this going to take and then how long is the recovery. I think most of us have come to realization it's going to be a little longer than we want, a little longer than we desire. So, folks, uh, Gregorick and Associates, we are going to remain open as long as uh, that is safe for us to do so and to see you. And right now we do believe uh, the best practices being offered through uh, CDC and uh, National Institute of Health. We're trying to do our best that way. So if we can help you with any of your legal needs or questions, uh, give us a call. We'd be glad to talk with you. And you can call us at area code 425-284-3450. Again, 425-284-3450 or on the web at rjglegal.com. Folks, we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back from break, we're going to talk a little bit more about the documents in your planning and hone in on those just a little bit. This is information you really need to have. It's times like these that remind us how crucial it is to make sure your family's health care documents and money management is in order. It's John Curley. Be proactive, have a plan, and do what's best for your family so everyone can have peace of mind. I can't recommend it enough. Talk to Rick Gregorick. He helped me in my estate plan, and Rick is open and ready to help make sure your plan is properly updated. And if you don't have an estate plan, Rick is absolutely the best in the area to create the proper plan to custom fit for your needs. Rick wants to encourage everyone want to follow the guidelines being provided by local and state and federal governments to slow the growth of this deadly virus. It's vitally important to invest in yourself and your family. In a proper estate, an elder law plan has never been more important. Rick Gregorick and Associates are open now and ready to help you. You can schedule your complimentary consultation by calling 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450. Or go to yourpartnerinlaw.com. That's yourpartnerinlaw.com. Hey, it's Story Monson with Brian Ott from 525 Advisors and host of Long-Term Care Radio. And Brian, we have another great question from a listener. What is the best age to look into long-term care insurance? You know, Dory, we have plans that will help people up to age 85, but here's what you need to know. It's not your age that allows you to get long-term care insurance. It's your health. So the best time to look into getting a plan is when you're healthy and you can still qualify. If you have a question for me, send it to me at 525longtermcare.com. You can also learn about the new programs that pay you back if you never use your plan, and you can sign up for one of our free upcoming classes. And don't forget to join me every Saturday morning on Cairo for Long-Term Care Radio. We indeed chose the best plan that pays us back if we never use it. Learn what may be the best option for you at one of Brian's upcoming classes. Classes are free, and you'll even get a copy of Brian's book, which has a ton of great info. Seating's limited, so sign up today at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Now back to your partner in law with Rick Gregorick on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH. And we're back. You're listening to Your Partner in Law, and you can find us on the web at yourpartnerinlaw.com. That's also a great link through to the um, website for the law firm and what we can help you there with. Please do visit our website. There is some self-help information there and just a good guidance and information, and you can contact us there. Ask us your legal questions. Uh, You can uh, fill out our online organizer and um, we'd be glad to give you a hand on whatever you need. What I wanted to talk about over the next few minutes is, you know, kind of this estate planning document, because I know there's still a lot of people out there that go, ah, is that really necessary? And These things aren't going to happen to me, and, you know, I don't, I'm not old enough to do it. God, I hear that all the time. I have 70-year-olds coming in not thinking they're old enough to need a will. Yep, all the time. Uh, let me get you in on a surprise, folks. If you're 18... If you are 18, you should have an estate plan. You're a grown-up. You're an adult. And uh, so we want to do that. But, Ted, let's get down to some brass tacks and some basics. I mean, really what we're talking about here is having the right plan in place at the right time with the right people in charge and the right instructions and guidance within those documents. It's that simple. Right, it, right, it, right, 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 right. It is that simple. And let's, let, me, let me just go back a minute to something you just said, and that is that people that are 18 and over need these things in place. And that cannot be any more true than under the current circumstances where we have the potential for somebody getting sick that's 18, perhaps going to school over in Pullman or somewhere like that, and the parents needing to 
help that child make health care decisions or find out what happened to their child in the event they were in an accident. And without proper documents, folks, the doctors are not going to allow you, just because they're your, you're their mommy, to have access to their medical uh, information and or to converse with their medical provider. You know, and Ted, that's been one of the issues in this COVID-19 outbreak is the dissemination of information to people about their loved one who is in an institution or has been hospitalized. Very much I mean, so. they're limiting visitation rights. Absolutely. And it's going to get down to only those who have the strictest of authorization or need to be are going to be there. And that's one of the reasons why these health care documents especially are so critical. But let's kind of start at the top, Ted, and um, we'll start at the end game, which would be your last will and testament or perhaps a living trust. But let's just focus on the will because that's what most people have. More people do will-based planning than they do trust-based planning. But the will is going to be your document that's going to define what happens to your stuff after you die and what happens to your family. And, Ted, what are some of the mistakes you see people make? Well, first of all, not doing it at all and, and just leaving it to chance and letting taking the position that, oh, it'll just be, get worked out by my kids or my spouse or whatever the case might be, and that's the furthest uh, from, from the truth in terms of how you want things to go down. If you don't have these documents in place, once again, the state does have a plan for you. It shouldn't be your plan to have the state make the decision for you. It should always be something that you maintain some type of control over both while you're alive, which is what we're going to talk about here in a second, but of course after you die and how do your things get distributed and that, and that sort of thing. You know, it, it, it's so important, folks, when we think of a will, too many people really simplify it too much. But when we get into having a discussion with you about your will and what you really want to have happen to your assets when you pass along, we get into some pretty interesting, lengthy conversations and people start to you know, come forth with what they're really trying to accomplish, the safety and security for their children or their grandchildren, or making sure that their kids have money to get through life, or maybe they or kids they have, have enough, money to get through life. Well, they themselves, yeah. of course, but then, you know, maybe they want to set it up such that their kids, you know, aren't going to get this big lit windfall of money, you know, when they're too young. Maybe right. they want to defer some of that until folks are retired. Yep. And of course, all the new planning that we've talked about over the last six weeks or so over the SECURE Act, we're going to talk about that a little later in the show and some of the impacts there, but even how our retirement accounts are going to be dealt with and how what we're going to do after death. And the folks, there are so many things you can do to enhance the money or the assets that your um, beneficiaries are inheriting. You can make those things better. You can give more than this money, but this takes a conversation we need to have with you. So, Ted, the last will and testament, you know, the end of the life what are we going to do there? For folks with larger estates, we're going to have to incorporate some tax planning in that there. Probably, as we've said on the show a thousand times, one of the most critical elements, aside from a properly well, well-written well will, is to make sure you've chosen wisely who that executor personal representative yep. is going to be. Yep. The greatest document in the world with the wrong person. That's absolutely true. And that's going to that's gonna be the same thing for these other health care-related documents that we have in place. And for all the documents in your place, usually the reason why plans fail is because the people in the plan fail or fail to carry out the responsibilities accurately or, or carry them out at all in some cases, uh, just ignore things and leave you in a vulnerable position. So it's critical that you have the right people in these, in these uh, positions of power. Well, Ted, let's talk about the most common document that every American needs to have. If you're a grown-up, you're over 18 years of age, and you're of sound mind, you need to have a general, durable power of attorney. Now, when we use the term durable, that means that particular power of attorney, if it has the magic durability words in it that are required, then that says that power of attorney survives your disability. Well, regular powers of attorney terminate folks on your disability. So if you've got a regular, non-durable power of attorney out there, thinking that's going to protect you if you become incapacitated, au contraire. It turns off as a matter of law. Yeah, and this is a common, common problem that we have for people that have these non-durable powers that they misunderstand the document. And this really is a result of a lot of self-planning and, and, and internet planning that goes on uh, that, that makes these renders these uh, really important documents uh, unusable when you need them. So anyhow, what, um, you know, when we have the right document in the right place, so in your powers of attorney, we need to decide 
There's two versions, Ted, as we know, and we talk about these in our classes. The one version is what we call the automatic or the immediate power of attorney. So that would be a power of attorney that would be executable and the agent would be able to start acting using that power of attorney as soon as the principal signed the power of attorney. The principal is the one who creates a power of attorney and appoints an agent. So that one they'd be able to start off immediately. Now that's not typical what we do in... Um, powers of attorney. What's the most typical? Well, it, it isn't, and, and, and really, the, the reason why we, we seldom make them immediate powers is because these documents are subject to a great deal of abuse, and we just feel it's a better practice to have what we call a springing power that comes that comes into being when you uh, meet the criteria of what it takes to activate the document. Usually that's a physician's signature or you being able to turn the document on with some type of an acceptance by the agent or something of that nature that actually turns that document on. Um, the same doesn't hold true really for medical durables. And we're going to talk a little bit about the difference here in a few minutes. And I want to say something else that a lot of planners will cram medical provisions into a durable power of attorney for finances, which is incredibly cumbersome. And we take the position here that one addresses money and one addresses health. Keep them separate. They're separate issues. It just makes the document more clear in terms of what the powers are and doesn't require a doctor to go fishing through 40 pages of a durable power of attorney to get to this medical portion of that Right, and so this document. is, you know, this again, it's an area where, you know, the fact that you have a document called a power of attorney or a medical or a general durable, we need to read. What does it say? What does it authorize your agents to do? Is it properly executed and witnessed and notarized and all the things that are necessary for that document to work? Folks, uh, during this COVID-19, uh, the law firm of Gregor & Associates, we are remaining open to serve the needs of our clients. Many of our clients are elder clients and in need of uh, legal services and that, and we're going to do our darndest to make sure that uh, we stay healthy and practice uh, best practices and are able to serve you. And so you can get in touch with the law firm. You can go to yourpartnerinlaw.com, click through to us, or you can go directly to rjglegal.com, and that'll get you there. And then we've got the old phone number, area code 425-284-3450. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. It's times like these that remind us how crucial it is to make sure your family's health care documents and money management is in order. Hey, it's John Curley. Be proactive, have a plan, and do what's best for your family so everyone can have peace of mind. I can't recommend it enough. Talk to Rick Gregorick. He helped me in my estate plan, and Rick is open and ready to help make sure your plan is properly updated. And if you don't have an estate plan, Rick is absolutely the best in the area to create the proper plan to custom fit for your needs. Rick wants to encourage every one to follow the guidelines being provided by local and state and federal governments to slow the growth of this deadly virus. It's vitally important to invest in yourself and your family. In a proper estate, an elder law plan has never been more important. Rick Gregorick and Associates are open now and ready to help you. You can schedule your complimentary consultation by calling 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450. Or go to yourpartnerinlaw.com. That's yourpartnerinlaw.com. Hey, it's Story Monson with Brian Auth from 525 Advisors and host of Long-Term Care Radio. And Brian, we have another great question from a listener. Do I have to move into a nursing home to use my long-term care insurance? You know, Dory, actually most people start their long-term care journey in their home, and today's plans will pay for that care in your home. The idea of having a long-term care insurance plan is to be able to receive the care you need in the location of your choosing. Plans today are comprehensive, which means not only do they pay for care at home, they'll also pay for care in an assisted living facility, an adult daycare, even a nursing home. By having a plan, you decide where you get to receive care. If you have a question for me, send it to me at 525longtermcare.com. You can also learn about new programs that pay you back if you never use your plan, and you can sign up for one of my free upcoming classes. Dude, my wife and I did. Sign up for one of Brian's upcoming classes. Classes are free, and you'll even get a copy of Brian's book, which has a ton of great info. Seating's limited, so sign up today at 525longtermcare.com. We return to Your Partner in Law on Seattle's Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH with your host, Rick Gregorick. 
Well, welcome back to Your Partner in Law. I'm attorney Rick Gregory, and I'm here with attorney Ted Hansen. And we have a special show today where we're really talking about the impacts of the COVID virus and what you need to be doing relative to your estate and elder planning. And I want to really talk just for a quick second to the younger folks out there, the millennials. Folks, there's a lot of you out there. You're a smart, educated group of people. And I'd like to call upon you for help. Encourage your parents, encourage your grandparents to make sure that they have their legal planning put in place because a lot of the burden just may fall on you when Absolutely. there's issues. And while you're in that process, take care of yourself. But, you know, this is a time where, you know, we go through life and the parents take care of us when we're young. And, well, turnabout's fair play, folks. So start thinking of your seniors. And I'm really doing this selfishly. I'm one of the seniors, so help take care of me. I think I have a millennial child. (laughs) So um, everybody out there, we all have a role to play, and we all have a role in the success or failure of what we're doing right now. And I think if we all do what we need to do, we're going to have a lot better chance of success. But, um, you know, young folks and even teenagers and that, this is a time for you to shine. You're going to remember this event. You're going to remember the COVID-19 of 2020 for the rest of your life. You will be telling your children and your grandchildren about this pandemic at some point in your life. So this is a historic uh, event, uh, hopefully one we put in the can pretty soon, but it certainly has a nation on edge. It has a world on edge. And we want to make sure as your lawyers that we are helping out where we can, making sure that if you do have calamity in your life that you have legal documents are going to help shape that outcome in a positive manner to which you've chosen so i've got ted hansen here with me today and ted you know when we i really want to focus the next few minutes on the medical documents that we need to have and i think the very first thing we need to make sure we have is access to information for our loved ones so from my own case i i need to make sure that my children have that and maybe another person has that access to help facilitate my care if I can. Now, this is before power of attorney. Talk through how important this HIPAA authorization is. Well, this is one of the documents and, and, and perhaps one of the most powerful and, and, and useful documents in the sets that we create. And, and what we do in this arena is we create a separate HIPAA, separate HIPAA release. And for those of you that don't know what HIPAA is, it's essentially the Health Insurance Portability Privacy Act that restricts Healthcare providers from giving your healthcare information and/or communicating with your uh, doctors and things like that without your express written consent to do so. And so, what we do in our office is we prepare really a four-page release. This is a a very short document, but nevertheless a very important document. And this is one of those that I advise my clients to forward to their primary care physician, so that if something happens to them, the child or the spouse can call the doctor and find out some information and without it you're stuck without it and like i said earlier when we started talking about kids going away to school and things like this this is a really big roadblock for a lot of folks that don't have these in place so i've been getting a lot of calls lately about uh from clients uh do i have this in place and if so who are the agents <laughs> tell them you we went over this before you should obviously read these and update them make sure you have them the right way but i've been getting a lot of calls nevertheless about this lately and whether or not they have access via this document to be able to obtain medical records and talk to doctors. Now, again, this document is not something that allows people to make medical decisions. This is simply an information portal document, I like to call it, to allow you to be able to speak to someone else's treating physician and or to obtain medical records when you need it. Yeah, in legalese, what we've done on this HIPAA authorization document is that person has said that they deem you to be what we call an authorized recipient for health care information for you and if you're not a properly authorized recipient under the statutes you're just not going to get the information the door is closed and um it's the right and the wrong thing to do all wrapped up into one we do want to obviously protect our information but there are times we're unfortunately protecting it from the right people we need the people that we need to have that information that's right and and usually these are spouses and children and and perhaps close friends and things like that i've seen that in a couple of occasions but nevertheless it, it is effectively a list of people 
that you say, Mr. Doctor, if you give my records or talk to these people, I'm waiving your my my duties under this HIPAA Act. You know, and I, I, I want to also just talk to you know you folks out there, and there's a lot of you. We have a lot of clients. You're single, and you don't have kids, so you don't have anything that would be statutorily built in that's very easy to deal with. That's right. And I know uh, Ted, and I know you have the same thing, even with the elder clients that um, when you are single and you don't have certain built-in family dynamics, it can make your planning and your decision-making and your choice of your actors, your fiduciaries, your trustees and agents, very difficult. And that's an area where we oftentimes do bring in professionals, but we'll talk about that a little later if we have time. But, Ted, let's transition a little bit. So we've got the HIPAA release, the authorization that allows the people that you've designated to at least get information about your health care to help facilitate your care. Now, if you are unable to make your own medical decisions, you cannot communicate properly with the doctor or give them guidance for your medical care, that's when we're going to use the medical durable power of attorney. And as Ted mentioned earlier, we like to keep the medical and the financial separate. Different audiences, let's make these documents as effective as possible. Yeah, that's true. And, and and in this one particular, like I said, most doctors don't want to comb through 30 pages of a durable power of attorney. It's talking about banking powers and signing documents and all these other powers to get to this part of the document that allows certain people to make medical decisions for you. That is what a medical durable power of attorney does. It's, it, it is essentially a document that authorizes others to make health care decisions for you when you're unable to give informed consent to your doctor. That's the essence of your of the document and and when I talk to clients about this it's it's very basic and I try to keep it plain and explain it easy what is it and why do I need one okay so why do I need this well again without one no one including your spouse your significant other your children is allowed to make any medical decisions on your behalf or communicate with your doctor without this type of authority and once again if you don't have these in place your choice is to have a guardianship of your person appointed. That does not happen overnight, folks. There are some emergency provisions, perhaps, that you can take advantage of, but these are incredibly expensive proceedings in a time where you need a document to work for you to make medical decisions. On well, your you know, we're not going to rely on the courts right now. I mean, the courts are shutting and down. That's a good They're point. delaying. We're going to have our administrative services, our and support services. And that's services. a very good point. These, they're, they're restricting. Essentially, the courts right now have have uh, postponed jury trials and ordinary hearings in the state and trust matters. The only thing really that's coming before the courts nowadays are emergency protective orders, typically domestic violence situations, and injunctions that warrant the court's time. Uh, Otherwise, this is a really bad time to be without these I mean, they're sheltering in place as well. I mean, everybody's doing this at every level of uh, private and government work. People are aging and are aging in place. Yes, they're doing that too. But we're we're staying in place. I we're know. we're hunkering down. <laughs> we're uh, practicing our social distancing. Um, hopefully, you're washing your hands well and you know doing all those other things we're supposed to do um, because that's what helps all of us. But you know the fact is, folks, there's going to be a large impact from this. People, you know are going to get the COVID-19 virus, and that's what's frightening. And unfortunately, a good number of them are not going to have these things in place, and this is going to create a real situation for children in particular trying to place parents in these types of homes and things like that without authorization to do so. This is really going to test the limits of of the uh, legality of these various documents and whether or not the medical community is going to just hold the line like they normally do and require these in all cases, which I'm sure they will. Well, your medical durable power of attorney, second medical document we're talking about, we started off with HIP authorization, then we have the medical durable power of attorney. You just got to have these, and they got to work properly. If you have a medical durable power of attorney and it requires a writing of a doctor to turn it on, call, please. We need to fix that. That doesn't work in emergencies, folks. Now, the next medical document that is terribly critical is your living will which in Washington state is called a health care directive. Now, this, folks, is the end-of-life decision-making document. It's going to read something to the effect that if my, life, if my death is imminent, with or without the application of life support, please allow me to nat- die naturally, or if I've been put on life support and it's only artificially prolonging the process of my dying, please 
remove me and allow me to die naturally. Most of us want this. 98% of our clients sign this document. But within signing that document, you get to supplement it. And I might pose a question to you. If you had the COVID-19 virus and you ended up on a respirator, are your estate plan documents going to be consistent with what your health care decisions are today vis-a-vis that respirator? So we're going to have to take a, a deep dive in that. We're going to take a break here in a, a minute or two, and we're going to wrap up the uh, last segment of the show, and we're going to talk just a little bit more about our advanced health care directives, the living will. And then I want to talk a little bit about um, how to be ready and a little bit about the SECURE Act. We have an awful lot of folks very, very interested in that, so uh, we'll hit on that as well. Folks, you can find us, Gregor and Associates. We're going to be open for business to help our clients through this difficult time. You can find us at rjglegal.com, yourpartnerinlaw.com, or at the phone at area code 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450. We'll be right back after this quick break. It's times like these that remind us how crucial it is to make sure your family's health care documents and money management is in order. Hey, it's John Curley. Be proactive, have a plan, and do what's best for your family so everyone can have peace of mind. I can't recommend it enough. Talk to Rick Gregorick. He helped me in my estate plan, and Rick is open and ready to help make sure your plan is properly updated. And if you don't have an estate plan, Rick is absolutely the best in the area to create the proper plan to custom fit for your needs. Rick wants to encourage everyone everyone to follow the guidelines being provided by local and state and federal governments to slow the growth of this deadly virus. It's vitally important to invest in yourself and your family. In a proper estate, an elder law plan has never been more important. Rick Gregorick and Associates are open now and ready to help you. You can schedule your complimentary consultation by calling 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450. Or go to yourpartnerinlaw.com. That's yourpartnerinlaw.com. Hey, it's Story Monson with Brian Ott from 525 Advisors and host of Long-Term Care Radio. And Brian, we have another great question from a listener. Does Medicare pay for long-term care? Dory, without question, this is still the most common question I get. Medicare becomes our primary health insurance when we turn 65, and like traditional medical insurance, it does not pay for long-term care services. Medicare is for acute care, but it's not going to cover the ongoing custodial care that is required during an extended health care situation. You need long-term care insurance for that. If you have a question for me, send it to me at 525longtermcare.com. You can also learn about new programs that pay you back if you never use your plan, and you can sign up for one of our free upcoming classes. And don't forget to join me every Saturday morning here on Cairo for Long-Term Care Radio. Dude, my wife and I did. Sign up for one of Brian's upcoming classes. Classes are free, and you'll even get a copy of Brian's book, which has a ton of great info. Seating's limited, so sign up today at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Now back to Your Partner in Law with Rick Gregorick on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH. Folks, you're listening to Your Partner in Law on Cairo and KTTH every Sunday morning. This is no exception, except there's nobody at the radio station. It's empty. That's right. It's all empty. And yet... Here we are on the air, the marvels of technology. Folks, we're actually uh, recording the show over my office in Kirkland today um, because uh, Cairo, KTTH, Bonneville, they're practicing social distancing on all but absolutely essential staff. Important people like Dory Monson. And John Curley. And John Curley. Yeah. And all, you know, all of my I'm not going to name all because I'll forget somebody, but all of you. You're all very important people. I say that in... Uh, I really do say that in earnest. You guys do a great job and I think help keep people informed on this stuff. And I'm I'm actually proud to be part of the family at Cairo and KTTH. It's a wonderful group of folks from, you know, all the on-air personalities that I've interacted with as well as the staff. And put a big shout-out to uh, Jerry. He's my guy who handles all this. And we've got Darren putting it all together today and uh, doing his magic to bring this, uh, bring this to you. But, folks, the COVID-19 pandemic has certainly changed the face of the earth and we're all going to deal with this in a variety of different ways but all of us are impacted in one way shape or another i mean boy just look out the windows there's nobody on the roads 
And um, that's one I think strange, that's strange. Been, isn't it strange? Of all of this yes. And, and I can't say I don't like that aspect of no traffic, but it, it's not the intended result here. It obviously, isn't. right? So, folks, right before break, we were going through your medical documents. It's critical that we get your medical documents up today, as well as all your financially related documents as well. But these medical ones under this situation, I can't find. A, I can't find anything in my life's history or relevant history where it's been more important to make sure that you have the necessary documents. We uh, wrapped up with you need your HIPAA release uh, authorization to authorize certain individuals to have access to your protected health care information. You need to have a medical, durable power of attorney that's well-crafted, not one of these generic off-the-shelf stationary Internet things, something that was written for you, your situation, and your desires and that your medical durable power. And then you need to make sure you have a living will, which is called a health care directive. And that's dealing with end-of-life decision-making. We implore you to look at these documents. Uh, give us a call at the office, uh, and we can walk you through it and help you get these important documents put in place. Time is of the essence, of course. Absolutely. And, and, and again, it, one last thing about this living will issue. You know, th- this does address your end-of-life decisions, and, and without it, you, you really are burdening someone else with that critical decision, and and people don't take that lightly. And some for some people, that's a real big burden. So the document really allows you to say, "This is I'm I'm alive. I'm mentally alert. This is what I want." So it, it, the document really is twofold, and I I tell my clients really the alleviation of guilt is one of the major purposes of that document. Um, but anyway, those three documents really comprise what we would call the health care component of an overall estate plan. So, folks, our consultations all throughout this COVID-19 are absolutely free for anyone, whether you're an existing client or prospective client or you just needed to call, get some information. Uh, think of us as a little bit of a resource for you um, in the financial area in that. Uh, we can't answer all your questions on the COVID-19, but we can certainly say what you can be doing in your own personal situation to shore up your own situation. Make sure you have the right people in the right place at the right time uh, so you can act. I'd like to shift a little bit here now, but stay within the planning mode and uh, the estate and elder planning. But Ted, you know, obviously people are going to be looking at their financial statements here. <laughs> they <laughs> I, I, already have. Been, I don't right? think you want to look I, I at can, them. I can tell you for sure that my 401k has the virus, Rick. It's, it's, yes. it's, it's slowly eating away at it and, and, and maybe not so slowly at Actually, so I I so, have the first sign in my life that this so, is live. Yeah, so this is a time when, please, cool heads, folks. Uh, we saw in all every recession we've had before. We saw it in the last one. We saw it post nine eleven. We saw it in the real estate bubble, the Great Recession, as they're calling it. People who pulled their money out and went to cash were the biggest losers yep. in the process as the recovery got underway. Um, i got to give a plug-in for my buddy Tom Cock and Don McDonald at Vestry, host of Talking Real Money. They're talking common sense is what I really need to call them up and say. Well, they're talking common sense. Um, they are fiduciary financial advisors. Um, and anybody who would like to get some information on your finances and what you should or shouldn't be doing relative to your investments and how do you handle this volatility and this fear, um, vestry.com. Give those guys a call. I've just known them for years and years and years. They, they're just good, honest people. They're going to send you down the right path, and you're not going to get sold some product that you don't need or some bill of goods that you just don't need. You're going to get good, honest advice on your finances from them. But please remember, panic is what's going to put you under. Folks, the SECURE Act stands for the Setting Every Community Up for Retirement Enhancement. This was a bill that was rushed into law last year, literally on the December 19th, I guess it was passed by the Senate, signed into law the very next day by the president, and went into effect January 1st. This law, folks, as we've been talking about for the past, well, since the beginning of the year, changes the game for your retirement accounts, your 401ks, your 403bs, your IRAs, Roth and traditional changes them all. Some good changes and some not-so-good changes. Depends on your point of view or where you are. So, you know, many of the uh, changes um, affecting small business owners, um, enabling them and encouraging and incentivizing them through 
um, tax credits and that to increase availability of 401ks to small business employees. So that's a good thing. There's tax credits for small businesses, I think up to five grand for setting up certain types of plans. There's what we call automatic enrollment plans now, where a company can just automatically enroll a person. Uh, you can opt out, but at least he got in. Usually we find if people get in a savings plan and see it, they tend to stick in it. Yep, absolutely. But young folks, millennials, 18-year-olds, graduates of high school. Well, please take advantage of Think this. of this. Think of the Roth. My God, Roth yep. is a gift from God. Yep. That. And so those, you know, a lot of things, part-time employees now will be able to participate if they have an average of 500 hours a year for three years running and that used to be a thousand hours so that got cut in half so hopefully that's a good thing another thing is they're going to allow you to contribute to your iras as long as you have earned income so they're not going to cut it off at 70 years old anymore now another really biggie was the required minimum distribution age ted what did they do here well, they've actually upped it. So it was the year after you turned 70 and a half, which for most people was 71 and a half. Why they didn't just set the code that way to begin with, I don't know. But nevertheless, the number now is age 72. So you don't have to begin taking these distributions until age 72. So that's a really good thing. You know, now you don't have to start withdrawing. You can. You still have the option of taking right. it out. You just don't have to take it out that's anymore. Correct. And for your current plan, your plan, there's really no changes for you individually. Right. You're going to continue with your RMD. If you were 70 and a half uh, on Janu- before January 1st, you're under yeah. the old and it, plan. It's also important to point out, too, that the 59 and a half rule is still there. That is that you won't be penalized in uh, that 10% kicker if you're uh, – that, that rule still stays in place. So that's important to understand, despite the fact that they've extended the required minimum distribution date. So we're going to be able to contribute longer. That's a good thing. We're going to have – we're going to get to wait an extra year and a half, approximately, yep. uh, for when we have to start taking out required minimum distributions. Now there's some other things that are getting a little sticky. They are going to allow 401K plan administrators to allow um, – Annuities within the plans. And the way they're doing this is they're giving um, a safe harbor. We all hear the term safe harbor all the time. Safe harbor is just a term that talks about if you do X, um, that's going to keep you out of any type of regulatory problem. And so the safe harbor here is that the planned fiduciary will now be exempted or have a safe harbor for having an annuity inside of the 401k because annuities don't pass fiduciary muster. Uh, And yet they're going to want you to put them in your fiduciary plans. Uh, We're going to devote a whole show to this and we'll talk about it. Uh, Please don't rush into doing annuities inside your retirement plans until you get a whole bunch of education and really understand what's going on there. The one I wanted to take the last few minutes on and talk about as best we can. Ted, they did away with the stretch. What did that mean? Well, the, the stretch, it used to be before this new law passed that a beneficiary, depending on where you were at prior to your death, whether you were taking requires or afterwards, it would essentially allow the uh, beneficiary to stretch out that IRA over their life expectancy versus yours, which uh, they took out less is really the, is the theory here. Um, and it worked really well, but that has been eliminated for all but a particular group of what they call desig- eligible designated beneficiaries. Yeah, so th- th- and, and, this is There's the a lot of information we cannot obviously get to in the last 10 minutes of this show, but we're going to try to give you the overview real quick. So really getting rid of the stretch out is a major tax increase. That's why the bill got attached to the appropriate bill. It brought money with it, about $17 billion in new taxes. Folks, this hour goes so fast. I wish I could talk to you for another hour right now. There's so much I'd like to tell you, but please give us a call. Let us know how we can help. We're available at the law firm, Gregorick & Associates, area code 425-284-3450, rjglegal.com, rjglegal.com. This is your partner in law, and you can reach us at our website anytime at Ask us questions, send us comments, and we're here to help folks. This is a tough situation for all of us. Let's keep our wits about us, and I think we're all going to come out the other side of this um, okay, but it's going to be a painful lesson. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to Your Partner in Law with Rick Gregorick. Event Info newsletters and Your Partner in Law podcast can all be found at yourpartnerinlaw.com. To schedule an appointment with Rick Gregorick, call 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450. 
For more information on the show or to sign up for a free Partner in Law event, visit yourpartnerinlaw.com. Tune in next Sunday morning at 9 to Your Partner in Law with your host, Rick Gregorick. Simulcast on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH. It's times like these that remind us how crucial it is to make sure your family's health care documents and money management is in order. Hey, it's John Curley. Be proactive, have a plan, and do what's best for your family so everyone can have peace of mind. I can't recommend it enough. Talk to Rick Gregorick. He helped me in my estate plan, and Rick is open and ready to help make sure your plan is properly updated. And if you don't have an estate plan, Rick is absolutely the best in the area to create the proper plan to custom fit for your needs. Rick wants to encourage everyone everyone to follow the guidelines being provided by local and state and federal governments to slow the growth of this deadly virus. It's vitally important to invest in yourself and your family. In a proper estate, an elder law plan has never been more important. Rick Gregorick and Associates are open now and ready to help you. You can schedule your complimentary consultation by calling 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450. Or go to yourpartnerinlaw.com. That's yourpartnerinlaw.com. Hey, it's Story Monson with Brian Ott from 525 Advisors and host of Long-Term Care Radio. And Brian, we have another great question from a listener. What is the best age to look into long-term care insurance? You know, Dory, we have plans that will help people up to age 85, but here's what you need to know. It's not your age that allows you to get long-term care insurance. It's your health. So the best time to look into getting a plan is when you're healthy and you can still qualify. If you have a question for me, send it to me at 525longtermcare.com. You can also learn about the new programs that pay you back if you never use your plan, and you can sign up for one of our free upcoming classes. And don't forget to join me every Saturday morning on Cairo for Long-Term Care Radio. We indeed chose the best plan that pays us back if we never use it. Learn what may be the best option for you at one of Brian's upcoming classes. Classes are free, and you'll even get a copy of Brian's book, which has a ton of great info. Seating's limited, so sign up today at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Retirement. What does it mean to you? Has it changed as a result of today's economy? Are you worried about your future? Could there be stormy seas ahead? Hi, this is Rick Gregrick, founder of Gregrick & Associates. We're a dedicated team of legal and tax professionals that can help you navigate your course for a secure future. Whether you're just thinking about your retirement or you're well into your retirement years, whether you're single, married, or involved in a domestic partnership, we can help you create your necessary legal and tax planning. I am so glad I found one firm that can help me with all my legal and tax needs. Call today for your free consultation. 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450. You can also sign up for a partner-in-law event. Just go to yourpartnerinlaw.com and find the elder law or estate planning course that's best for you. You can register for both events by going to yourpartnerinlaw.com. Yourpartnerinlaw.com. 